Like Family with Brenda Donoghue. We're on the move again and I'm meeting families across Ireland as restrictions unwind and we dare to imagine a more hopeful future. And you can join the conversation on Twitter at Brenda Donoghue or email brenda at rte.ie. The Grimes and their family from County Loud love their camper vans and they're back on the road again. Oh, it's great to be back out in the campers and the kids and all with me and the grandkids and the freedom. My mind just rests when I get into the camper. Put out the tables and chairs and my son-in-law does all the cooking, of course. And I love it to be served. (laughs) And speaking of the son-in-law, here's Paddy. It's just when you're walking along there with Brenda and you're flat out all week. It's great to get into your camper van. You kind of relax. Your mind's rested. With the whole lockdown, I think everybody's mental health has uh, really suffered. You know, to be told that you can go back out on the road, it's just like somebody lifts a weight off your shoulders. And then I got the golden invite from Patricia. Brenda, come on in and see the life we have. Come on into the van. This is the dining room part of the camper. And we turn around the driver's seats and they act as armchairs. And then you have your toilet and shower. There is a lot of room in there. What? Some of us go in forward and some of us have to back in. <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep, into the toilet, friend. <laughs> Tell me, Patricia, how did you start with the camper vans? Who got the first one? We started off, we bought an old Mercedes van. There was rust and everything on it. It was in an awful state. So we took it home and it was sprayed and we started doing the back of it. So I got a roll of carpet and I started on the floor and I walked right up the walls, round the ceiling and back down. And my partner does a lot of welding, so he welded a bed together. So we pulled that out at night for a table and we slept on it then at night. And now all your children do it. Well, they'd like to follow Mammy. Yeah. <laughs> and now the three of us drive off in convoy. I can really see the joy you have getting back into the camper van after lockdown. How has COVID been? What was the hard bit, Sharon? COVID was very hard all around. As many families have, we've lost a very special family member and it has blown us all out of the water with the, with the COVID as well. Um, it was a aunt and her name was Marcella Flood and she was known as Mrs F and she was the best woman I ever knew. She got the COVID and got rid of it and then she got it again and it got into her lungs and she was in hospital and her daughters and sons watching her as she was practically dying was the toughest thing I ever looked at in my life. Of course, COVID has been extremely difficult, but I am very impressed with both of you because you've been very creative as well during COVID. Well, when lockdown came into play, um, we had really nothing to do and I took on to upcycling furniture in my own house. You know, I started off as a hobby and uh, it's it's kind of nearly coming into a job at this stage. I funk them up and <laughs> send them. I do an awful lot of work for my friends. Yeah. Because again, COVID has come in and if you can do anything to put a smile on anyone's face, you will. 
Part of you, your helmet. Dylan, put yep. your vest on you there now. You have to be safe now on the yep. road. Paddy and his sons Dylan and Paddy are heading off on a cycle. Oh, Brenda, it'd just be great to get away in the weekends because, like, if you're after having a hard week at school or anything, you know, like, there's someone picking on you or anything, it'd just be grand. You have the full week to look forward to it. Then the weekend happens, you come home, you sit down for ten minutes, then you get up and you're gone in the camper and that's you, you're grand. Dylan, what age are you? I'm ten. What are your jobs when you head off on the camper van? What do you have to do? Um, So I have to, like, put all the pillows and the switches and DSs and all that in and sometimes I have to help load the fridge. It's really great to be back because you get to see everybody that you missed during COVID. It would do wonders for you and all the um, hard times in lockdown. How much do you now value family time with them? I value it very much than I did um, in 2019. Now getting family time is pretty rare and it's nice when it does come along. Tumbling curls of green by a stingless stream in light. Do you know what, Brenda? This is my favourite time in the evening when we're camping. This is when the pan's on, we're all sitting around the table and we have the little fire lit there at the side to keep us warm, keep the midges away. We have candles lit and all, and it's absolutely lovely, and we're all starving. Everybody's going for the sausage sandwiches. Can you hear them sizzling? I can. <laughs> Patricia, this is the life, having the family together. How are you feeling now? I'm feeling great, Brenda, because the three vans are out and I'm so proud of them to have their vans along with Mammy and all the grandkids. It's awesome. Cross my heart and hope to die Shall I cause another tear from your eye, Katie? Good morning, Michelle. Did you put a box colour in during lockdown? Denise, I had to put a box die in. I'm telling you, I couldn't look at myself any longer, but you'll sort me out, I know you will. It's back to business for Denise. She runs Pilo Hairdressing Salon in Newbridge and right now she's just glad to be back to work. I will never take for granted that Saturday evening of feeling absolutely shattered. I'm looking forward to going home this Saturday and saying I'm exhausted. So good to be back with the team. Like, I mean... Anyone who hairdresses will know how much of a buzz it gives you to walk onto that salon floor. It's not just a job, it's a passion. We become like family. You know, you watch each other having babies, pregnancy, shine and work. And it's really hard being apart from them people for so, so long. Let's go upstairs for coffee. I'll fill you in on everything because these feet are starting to get sore. Away from the noise of the hairdryers, Denise tells me that herself and her husband Mark are expecting their second baby. Thanks to rounds of IVF, they already have a beautiful six-year-old daughter, Beth. But this pregnancy just happened, and that was a most welcome surprise. I actually still can't believe it. The pandemic for me did change my life. I actually sat back and lived my life. I learned to just go with the flow and enjoy what I had right in front of me. What happened to you in terms of your fertility experience? So March, I had my protocol in my hand and the clinic... What's that? So your medication. So the clinic said, look, let's hold back. Let's hold back on your cycle. And I was okay with that. I was out of my control. And when you're doing IVF, you learn that everything is out of your control. The summer hit and I actually think that I changed as a person. I spent all of my time with my daughter being so present that I became so happy with what I had. 
I was always like searching for the new business, like opening up new salons. I was searching for baby number two. I was constantly at my husband's for probably no reason. I was actually still fighting my fertility battle. I was still lonely. I was still the person that was failing in rounds of IVF. When in actual fact, I wasn't that person. I began reading. Used to go out walking with Beth three times a day, nothing else to do. Sat on the floor with my daughter for hours, whereas before that I worked 60 hours a week. I became so in love with my life that I actually didn't want anything to change. When the first lockdown had lifted, and I said, you know what, Mark, I actually am okay with what we've got now. So I said, let's get the salons back open, and then we'll reassess. We'll enjoy our Christmas and all that kind of jazz. And he was like, yeah. So I was obviously pregnant, like the October, but I didn't know. Can you take me, Denise, to the moment where you're in the Coombe Hospital? You're being scanned, and it's becoming official. What happened? Can you remember? Do you yeah, know? I... I was obviously there on my own because Mark wasn't allowed in and my breath was held because I didn't know if this baby was okay. I could feel the tears building up as the midwife was saying, like, spine is is perfect and the circumference of the brain. And then I just completely broke down. (laughs) I was just like, I couldn't hold it back anymore. I couldn't be more grateful for this opportunity. The gift of being pregnant, not once, but twice. I'm in awe. Denise, I bet your coffee break is nearly over. That poor girl's hair will be blue. Can we go down check her hair? Yeah. So <laughs> guys, take it now. Ah, she's safe. Anna, call police. Ah, she's gonna be like missing. Anna. Across the country, students are preparing to sit their leaving cert. That's Nabish and his mum Binny in Cavan where he will be starting his leaving cert this week. Leaving cert is hard enough as it is, mm. you know, with it being the year that pretty much decides your life. It's been a year unlike any other for us. Yes. What did you want to do? Like some sciencey medicine or biomedical science, most likely. That, that, that'll be a fair few points. It will. Yeah. yeah. He's my best friend uh, in the home. You know I love him so much. He's my baby and I know my I have a bit of extra love for him. He know that in my in his <laughs> inner heart. Nabish is certainly the apple of his mum's eye. Binny is the director of nursing at the Esker Lodge Nursing Home. In building her life, she owes everything to her parents. Born in the southern part of India for beautiful parents. Had a lovely childhood in my village. Every penny they earned. Uh, and Lord, have mercy on my hero of my life is my father. I, rem- I can still remember how he and my mom struggled uh, rearing three daughters and bringing them through their education. And, and the, on top of that, the, there's a culture in India, you have to pay dowry. And I remember the day that my dad went out to borrow money from his friends to pay for my nursing. And he stood like a strong man and he told that this is not your problem. Like in I know Irish talk, he went out and he he got all the money and he told, okay, here, what what do you want to do? I I would like to do nursing. And she did nursing. While she built her career in Ireland, her husband and her two young children remained in India, where Binny's mother cared for her boys. So basically, my mom took over my two children only because of her. And I never have enough words to thank her. My my parents was the parents for my two children until I bring them here. So 
I know how beautiful my mom is and how strong person she is and how caring she is. So there was not a second thought. I'm thinking of you as this young mother coming over here to a country you didn't really know anything about much. No. To a county you didn't really know anything about, Cavan. What were your impressions and how did it compare to where you had come from in India? The very first thing I was putting my feet in a, in, a, in a flight. I didn't know how to put a seat belt on in the flight, you know. I didn't even know how to operate a microwave or a hoover. <laughs> what are the purpose of these things? <laughs> like, for example, washing machine. Can I not have a bucket and a soap to, to, to wash my clothes and heating? Why you want to heat your food every time? I never heated my food every time when I'm eating in my life. To be honest, I never used a kettle in my life at that stage. I'm talking about 16 years before, like, in India. You have to change everything. So I started working in an escort lodge as a night nurse. It, it cost me financially so much to come over to Ireland. So my first aim was to pay back all the debts in India. Then only I can earn some money to bring my family because I know I was very confident. I was very comfort. My mom is looking after my two kids. Coming here and working in this country is a blessing and was a blessing and it will be a blessing always. But it was not an easy thing. Once I came here, I started missing them, of course. I miss the little voices. I miss the little fingers and the toes, the little shoes that whenever a time I go for a shopping to Duns or Tesco, I still remember there was little shoes hanging and there were little boys clothes hanging. The age will be there and I see zero to six months, six months to one year. The one income in the nursing home, Escalor didn't kept me go because to pay the rent, to keep the show go. So I have to find a second job also. I used to work four nights in one nursing home and two nights in a nursing home in Virginia to earn enough money to keep my show go. Everything was one bread, bread meaning was me. And um, I have to work like that. Now Binny lives in Cavan, reunited with her husband and two sons. Hello, Keka Mama. Binny's mom still lives in India, the country currently taking the brunt of this pandemic. She's so afraid of COVID. She can't go out. She can't go for a shopping. She haven't seen anybody. Situation is very bad. The place where she is now is triple lockdown and there is no transportation. There is nothing open. She's telling she's very afraid even to open the door and look into outside. I wish there is a flight in front of my friend garden here and I can jump into that flight and that flight will take me and land me in my mom's home uh, garden and uh, I can see her within immediately. And that's my heart just wish now and that's the feeling I have now. Your mom is telling, I'm so afraid, uh, uh, baby, to open the door at an 81-year-old widow living far away, your own mom, and you're hearing that from her. It's absolutely heartbroken. Amma, share it Okay? Stay safe. Okay, love you so much. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Love you. Have you thrown it all black on that fire? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Explain to me what you're doing with your uh, school. Alright, so uh, basically the way with school's going now, uh, when we stopped the first time we went into online classes, the first thing that the school suggested to do was uh, accredited grading, which basically meant uh, you didn't have to sit your exams and you'd be judged on the classwork you did throughout the year. Paddy is from Tullamore. He's also sitting the leaving cert. He's chatting to his Uncle Charlie around the fire. They're both proud members of the travelling community. 
Well, he needs an education either way you look at it. In this world, if you don't have an education, you're wasting your time. You're on the dole. And that's no good to no one. And what about yourself? Did you finish school or what was your background? Uh, no, I didn't finish school. I, my schooling was a different era than now. How many children have you got, Charlie? Altogether, there's ten, there's ten of them there. Uh, four of them belong to my brother. But they're here with me for the last six, six years or so. Seven years, Seven years. four. Have you made sure all of them have gone to school and how have you done that? Well, I've talked to them, told them to go to school. I've never had an education and I've never been able to get a job. Whatever chance they have in life, if they get their education, they have a little bit extra. What Charlie's plan was in my idea, in my eyes, is um, what you give is what you get. And if I went to school and I did everything I could do, I was allowed to go over and see my friends. I had to do what I had to do to get what I wanted. And I went to a stage then where it became normalised for me because when I was younger, I didn't go to school. I I wasn't into that crack, but uh, I finished it now. And I start my course in September and... And what's your course on? Uh, my course is an ECCE scheme for um, education to teach um, English and maths to kids anyways up to six to eight years old. So I know what it means to be behind everyone in education and really struggle and not really feel comfortable asking people for help. So I kind of want to be the person that will help the extra people and will make sure everyone's catching up in their work. Because I never really had someone there that was in school really trying to help out for me. I was more left in the back of the class with a book just to read with all the other travellers. That's what you used to do in primary school. You used to have me and all the rest of the travellers in the back of the class reading books. I remember that. It's been a chaotic year for the Leave and Start class of 2021 and Paddy is happy to opt for accredited grades. Well, to be honest, I can't really complain about the year because I know no matter how bad I got this year for COVID, but I know there's people that had it worse and uh, I managed to get all my schoolwork done and I'd say... Uh, even with the accredited grades, maybe I would have done better than I would do if I sat them. I'm not sure about that. I won't know until I get my grades. I won't get them until September. But I feel like I've done good. I'm happy with the way I've done my leaving, sir. And I know it was really tough with the online classes because I'm not going to lie to you. I did less online than I would have done in school. But I'm happy with the way that it turned out regardless. So, Charlie, there, he's all grown up now. He's moving on. How do you feel about that? Well, delighted. Like, I'm delighted that he, is, he, he has reached 18 years old and still continued in school. At least he'll have, a, he'll have a better chance than most. Do you feel pressure to settle down yourself? To be honest, I do not feel pressure to settle down. I'm young, I want to live my life. I want to have my own place, my own life where I can make my own choices, where I'm not tied down yet. Maybe in the future, but for now, no, I don't expect to settle down anytime soon. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. Like, well, it's, see, it's different. Um, like, when I was younger, everyone was pressured. And like, as I would say to mine, take your time. Don't be copying everyone else getting married at 15, 16, 17, 18 year old. Wait till you're in your 20s at least till you know your mind. I think you hit the jackpot here, Paddy, with Charlie. Oh, I did, yeah. Like, I can't really expect any more out of the person. He uh, he pressured me into anything and he, he took me down here on a... It was actually on a basic a day notice and it was meant to be for... Two days, it turned to two weeks, turned to three months till Christmas, and now I'm here seven years. They took on all of us, even his whole family came in and moved permanent with him. Then I went in with my brothers and sister, and we all started living with him. I don't know how it happened, it was all really a crazy time, and I could see a difference that my life could have taken if I stayed where I was. Oh, as Paddy knows, I'm proud of him, he done well in school. That's all I asked for him. That's all I've ever asked of him. And good luck to all the Leave and Sir class of 2021. We may now be able to travel, but moving on is hard. Last January, Sean Hersey died from COVID. He was just 56 years old. This month, his wife Josephine and daughter Lauren are going back to his native Mayo 
to spend time with his family. Sean's family came up, but they could only come up that morning. Literally, just there was only 10 in the church. And then we went to the to the graveyard and then we just had to say goodbye to them. And they all went home. Also, the, 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 they didn't see Sean. They didn't see their brother. They need closure and they couldn't get it. This trip down will be very, very important for both Sean's family and for ourselves, I think. So Sean was 56 when he died. Tell me a little bit about him. Not about that time, because I'm sure that's so harrowing. But tell me about Sean himself. He, Sean was he was a fabulous husband. He was a great father. Um, he just idolised Lauren and his two little boys. He just wanted to wrap them in cotton wool and have them beside him all the time. Yeah. You know, he wouldn't even let them walk down the village. They'd, he'd have to get into the car and bring them down. Uh, he did everything for them. He, he, he was just amazing. He really was amazing. I miss him so, so much. And I, I some days I think I, I'm, I'm just not going to be able to carry on without him. I know. It's just going to be so difficult. Mm. He was just one in a million. Take me back to when you first met. Where, where did you meet? Was there <laughs> an instant spark or is that OK? <laughs> well, we met in actually we met in London. Um, Sean was living in London at the time and working there and I was going on holidays with my friends. So we had made arrangements to meet and he didn't turn up and I thought, all oh, right, that's OK. But the following night anyway, he did. And um, apparently he was in hospital and he had signed himself out of hospital because he wanted to see me before I went home. So um, we always kept in touch from that day forward. <laughs> that was it, love at first that sight. That was it. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved over to London and then I missed my mum and I got very homesick. So I came back and then Sean came back and we got married and we had our lovely little family. <laughs> yeah. So Lauren, you're 25 and I'm sure your friends are buzzing about potential outdoor dining and gigs coming back. How do you feel about it all? The first few lockdowns, I was so excited to go to, to Penny's and I was so excited to go have a drink with the girls. <laughs> and it's different this time. But I am excited for everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm just not excited because my dad, I've never had to walk anywhere. I've never had to get a bus. I want to go somewhere. Yeah, no problem. Where's the keys? And I think that's a big part of things opening. That he's not at the other end of the phone. To take you to and from all the trips and everything. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Take a breath. <laughs> it was like trying to swallow it. <laughs> everything reminds them of Sean. This is our outdoor room and Sean made this for me. Um, just made the deck and, and raised beds and just a little tree in the in the corner and the mirror reflects off the mirror and my table and chairs. And we used to come out here in the evening time when it was fine and have our cup of tea and the weekends I'd have my glass of wine. Sean wouldn't, didn't like wine, so I'd come out and have my glass of wine. He'd have his cup of tea. And it was just a lovely little area for us to sit in. And now? I haven't sat in it yet. And I don't not. think I will for a while. No, no. No. When Lauren got engaged on New Year's Eve, the family were looking forward to a joyful year. But on January 17th, Sean tested positive for COVID-19. Josephine and the family were with him at the end. At about one o'clock on the, in the morning, going into the 26th, you stepped out, didn't you, to get a little bit of air? Mm, I just stepped out for a few minutes and I told him I'd be back. But his breathing was very, 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 very bad. And it was so, it was so hard to watch him. And I stepped out. 
and Lauren rang me and said, Mom, come back in quickly. And I just came back in when he, when he was passing away. It was very peaceful. I was sitting beside him. <laughs> he like turned around on his side and he opened his eyes. And I was like, you're awake. <laughs> Will I sing you a song? Will we sing a song? And he nodded and I started singing From Here to the Moon and Back by well, Jimmy Buckley and his daughter sing it. And that was like me and dad's song, wasn't it? <laughs> because we used to always say love you to the moon and back. He sounds like such a gorgeous man, such a great husband and dad. And look at his picture there with the moustache. That was his prize possession, that was that. <laughs> and a twinkle in his eye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Shortly before Sean passed, he turned to me and he said, um, mind my daughter and my two sons for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, of course I will. And that's what I'm doing. I'm just going to mind them for him. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. From here to the moon and back Who else in this world will love you? Thank you to all the families who let us into their lives and thank you for listening.